the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show, everyone. All eyes on Lamar. That is the key in this football game is limiting the effectiveness of Lamar Jackson. And it's going to take all eyes being on him to get that done. First off, Merry Christmas. I hope you guys are all enjoying a weekend of festivities that's going to be capped off by a great game from the 49ers versus Baltimore Ravens. And one of the ways that this game is going to be so intriguing is how much the effect of Lamar Jackson plays on the rest of the uh, game. Because Lamar Jackson's abilities, not just with his arm, uh, but with his legs, are something the 49ers have to be very concerned with. If there was one thing that the 49ers wanted to do in this game, it would be limit the effectiveness of Lamar Jackson. But that's easier said than done. Lamar has so many capabilities. And we've seen him through the years kind of transition and change from the player that he was early on in his career, where he was primarily a runner and used in that way, especially by offensive coordinator Greg Roman. We have a new offensive coordinator, and we have a little bit of changes in how Lamar Jackson plays. With all quarterbacks, as they mature, they feel more comfortable within the pocket. They get used to the speed of the NFL game, and they just feel comfortable within a scheme and system that is built around their strengths. And that's what we got going on right here with Lamar Jackson. He has an offense now that is built to his strengths. He has playmakers on the outside that can make plays for him. So he's still got the capabilities to beat you with his legs if that's what he needs to do. But that's not always how they go about it now. Now he can win from the pocket. Now he can get the ball downfield. He can extend plays and then beat you that way. So when figuring out what the game plan is going to be for the 49ers versus Lamar Jackson, I like to listen to what's being told by the coaches and the players. And of course, I formulate my own opinions as well by watching film, but uh, they give a very good idea of how the team is feeling about a certain player, about a certain matchup, and how they plan on playing that matchup. Now, there's not a lot of times which the 49ers have played the Baltimore Ravens while Lamar has been quarterback. In fact, it's been since 2019 that the 49ers played Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. And that was a very talented Ravens team, but a lot of players are different. The, the matchups are different. Fred Warner's grown. Nick Bosa's grown since then. Uh, both of those guys, you know, Warner in his second year, Bosa in his first year. Uh, so you have different players on both sides of the ball. And you have a different kind of player in Lamar Jackson. I just talked about how much better he is. And though he was setting the world on fire back then, you can just tell it's a little bit different for him. He's a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more comfortable with what he's looking at. And ultimately, that's what you want. And he feels really good in this passing game with better concepts than you saw from Greg Roman's offense. Please like and subscribe. Appreciate it. If you're listening on audio platform, 40 yards cutback on Believe, give it a five-star rating. Really appreciate you. And if you're going to bet, bet with Bet Online. All the major pro sports are in action this week with college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today and get into the action and see all the updated odds of the week. 
Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And I want to start with listening to Steve Wilkes. Uh, 49ers defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes is going to give a pretty good idea of what they look at when it comes to stopping Lamar Jackson. And it's always a key because uh, stopping Lamar Jackson is always the goal. Uh, It's not always able to be done, though. Uh, So let's hear from Steve Wilkes exactly on how he sees the 49ers potentially stopping Lamar Jackson and and what Lamar Jackson kind of uh, provides as far as problems. Uh, Just really uh, all the gap scheme, you know, uh, then the zone read. Uh, Lamar with his ability to be able to pull it at any time, you know. So uh, this is going to be a very disciplined uh, football game, you know. Uh, a lot of times you see talent on both sides of the ball, but it's a team that's real disciplined in their assignments, you know. When you take the dive, take the dive. When you have a quarterback, have the quarterback, vice versa, you know. So we got to uh, do a great job communicating on, on uh, every snap, and uh, as we did today and yesterday, I'll be very detailed in our assignments. It's going to take a very detailed and disciplined approach. Gap scheme is is a part of the run game, and they run the gap scheme to a high level. So gap scheme, he he talked about in that. So you know that they are interested in making sure they stop Gus Edwards in this run game. Then he brought up the read option. And, of course, the read option, yes, a running back's involved in that, but the main cog of that is the uh, edge defender and the linebacker. You got to make sure you limit the effectiveness of Lamar Jackson in the run game. You have to have steady communication uh, amongst the football players on the team. So you have to make sure that you stay communicating and making sure that everyone knows what their assignments are. One missed assignment could be catastrophic. Last week, the 49ers had a missed assignment on a Kyler Murray run, and it went for 15 yards. That sort of thing happens against Lamar Jackson. It might not be 15 yards. It might be 50. Those are the kinds of things you can't allow to happen. So communication is a key and discipline's a key. And every defense likes to play disciplined football. And for the 49ers defense, they play a gap style defense. Every player accounts for a gap. So you need to make sure you do that. One of those difficult things to do, though, against a player like Lamar is make sure you take away gaps and take away space while not giving him the ability to run because he can make you miss. He's elusive in space. And by that being the case, uh, yeah, you might think you have him all bottled up. The next thing you know, he just runs right past you. He runs around you. He jukes you. He breaks your tackle. And we know the 49ers struggled with tackles last week. Part of the reason they did, and I've said it on several episodes this week, was the amount of space that the offensive player had to be able to get away. Limit the amount of space. Don't give him a lot of a room to be able to navigate, and then you are going to have more success making tackles. Close areas always equal better tackling situations. So you hear from Wilkes, this is the game plan. Yeah, we got to stop the gap scheme, and we got to take away the read option. Full plenty respect for what Lamar's doing and his development that he's had inside the pocket. That has been the consistent theme and, and thing that we've heard from pretty much all of these players about the detailed outlook on what he can do. But let's talk. Let's hear what Wilk says about Lamar Jackson and his passing uh, getting so much better. Um, I think just his ability uh, to make guys miss in space. Uh, he's very elusive. Um, and I, to be honest, I think, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's playing so much better from a standpoint of 
uh, the passing game as well, which I think creates other elements of his ability to be able to scramble when things aren't there. Uh, so he's really playing good football, um, not turning the ball over. Right, he's better at winning in the pocket. And this has been a consensus that we've heard. He's good at taking care of the ball. He's good at, you know, from in the pocket now because I think he's starting to really feel comfortable in what his progressions are. And it's a better scheme than we've saw in the past. Now, uh, the Ravens scheme with Greg Roman was not as detailed as this one. And I think we're seeing the maturation process uh, kind of enhanced because of the new scheme. Yeah, all the all the regular things are there. The impressive run game, he can still beat you with the run. Uh, there's all the things he can do in the pocket, and those are really impressive. And Lamar Jackson is going to engage a lot of 49ers' eyes. And so when I put all eyes on Lamar, it's because it's going to take a very disciplined and eclectic approach. You have to have multiple guys watching him. Uh, when you're playing the Ravens, you probably are going to play more zone coverage uh, than anything else. And we know Wilkes likes to run man more uh, than D'Amico Ryans did, but uh, in a game where you have a mo mobile quarterback, you want everyone peering into the backfield and keeping an eye on Lamar. you got to make sure that happens. So we see from Steve Wilkes kind of an approach, right? This is what This is what we all have to do. We all have to make sure we have eyes on Lamar Jackson. We have to make sure we're detailed. We have to make sure we're in the right place. We need to make sure we're communicating. And what does that mean for a player like Diameter Lenore? Diameter Lenore is playing a unique position where he plays outside corner, but then he also plays nickel. And if the Ravens decide to put the 49ers into a sub package, like a nickel set, because they have uh, three wide receivers on the field, that's when the 49ers, uh, Diameter Lenore might have some decisions to make. Is he going to have to account for Lamar Jackson? He becomes like a third linebacker in those situations. Listen to what Steve Wilkes had to say about the responsibilities that Demo is going to face in this game and how unique it could be. Uh, uh, it's definitely a, a difficult task, and uh, I think Demo is up for it, uh, and we can't put everything on him. That's why, based off the call, you always have different assignments in uh, putting him in a situation to where you know, if he's part of the run game, he got to execute that. And then there's times where he's not a part of it and he has to play pass first. So, uh, again, I think it just goes back to being disciplined and executing your assignment. I mean, he admits it's going to be tough for Demo. Uh, but, you know, the communication factor is key, making sure he knows what the call is. But Demo just has to make sure that, yeah, there's some situations that you're going to have to help in the run game. But your first responsibility is pass. That's what your job is. So even though the 49ers would like to see Demo uh, in space against Lamar Jackson sometimes helping out because it's going to take a eclectic job, right? Sometimes you're going to have to have that communication. Sometimes the defensive end is going to have to stay home and account for Lamar Jackson and read option. Sometimes they're going to run a switch and it's going to be an outside linebacker, more than likely Drake Greenlaw, that's going to account for Lamar Jackson in, in, in the read option. And you have to continue continually adjust those. And sometimes it could be Diomar Lenore, uh, but he has to make sure that he has pass first, and that makes it more difficult when you can have a team like Baltimore that can also run a RPO. That can make it really difficult. So then, does it become Tashawn Gibson? Does it become Jair Brown? Yes and yes. They can also help. A consistent difference between what the reads are for Lamar Jackson could keep him guessing. Now, he is a well-equipped and 
well-traveled quarterback and the fact that he understands what defenses try to do against him in the read option. He's been running this stuff since he was in high school. So he has a really good understanding, but disguising things and, and confusing him are one of the main goals that you have to have, even in the run game. And by doing that and switching between who has a responsibility to take him away, it makes it difficult. And we've seen the 49ers do this against a multitude of players. Now, none of them to the level of Lamar Jackson, but it just illustrates a game plan that they try to employ. Deshaun Gibson in the wildcard round last year, accounting for Geno Smith in read option. These are some of the things you see. 49ers used to do with Talano Ufonga a lot, but now that he's been out, it's on other players to make that happen. So you kind of get a glimpse of what these guys are planning to do against Lamar Jackson, but it doesn't just go from that. Now let's listen to what Nick Bosa has to say kind of about Lamar Jackson from 2019 till now. Like, what are the differences between Lamar Jackson that you faced then, and what are the differences now? Um, I don't remember much, but uh, our game plan, I think, is a lot different this time around. Um, I think he's evolved a lot, so he plays the game differently. So it's, it's a different game for sure. He's different now. You know, I mean, this is what we all know. Uh, Lamar Jackson, even though he was really great then, and he's been an MVP in this league. He's continuing to progress in his development as a quarterback. So some of the things you did in 2019 are just not things you do now. There's just a different case. Your defensive approach has to be different to stopping a quarterback like Lamar, who's more balanced. Uh, before, when he was you know, kind of unidirectional, where he was mainly a runner who threw sometimes, it was a little bit different approach. You could stack the box, go after him, have edge defenders to help take away the read option. But that's a little bit more difficult when you have a quarterback that can win from the pocket, that can locate hot reads, uh, that can get the ball out of his hand quickly, that throws with accuracy, 66% completion rate. But when all those things start to change, it changes the way that you have to approach stopping a quarterback. It's one thing to stop a mobile quarterback. It's, it's another to stop a quarterback who is mobile. They're not the same thing. A lot of times there are quarterbacks in this league that they just have to win with their legs, and occasionally they can get it done with their arms. Lamar Jackson is not that kind of quarterback. Maybe he was at one point in his career, but what he is now is a quarterback that is also mobile. And I think that puts more stress on a defense because he has the opportunity to defeat you in the passing game. You'll have to worry about all the effects of the legs, and yes, he's a dynamic runner, but also through the air as well. Uh, so it's one of the things that I'm kind of interested in this game. And Bosa talked about kind of the difference. Now there's a new offensive coordinator of what is different for Lamar Jackson compared to uh, what it has been under Greg Roman and in the past. Yeah, that's kind of the differences. Uh, I think he's trying to sit in there a little more and go through his reads and um, uh, not quite as, as run heavy, but they're the number one rushing team in the league. So that's obviously something we're going to have to deal with. He sits in the pocket and he goes through his reads, right? Different approach, definitely different. And what that means is you're going against a very balanced quarterback. And so I like that the 49ers are taking the recognition of who Lamar is. Understanding who you're going against is going to help you ultimately defend it. Because if you ignore or you don't give credence to uh, what are the aspects of his game that are very good, it could limit your performance, but you need to make sure that you understand all of his capabilities so then you can instill a game plan that encompasses all of those things. Now, with all things, when you're playing a quarterback, you try to take away his strengths first, and then some of the things that maybe are like middle of the road, you don't worry about as much. 
Uh, but you got to make sure, first off, that you limit his effectiveness in the pocket. It means you got to put pressure on him. And then you've got to make sure you take away him in the run game. And it's not just design run, but the scrambles. I think those are the absolute backbreakers that the 49ers could face because you have third and eight, third and nine. And next thing you know, Lamar Jackson gets free uh, because you had some players that maybe weren't able to get there in time. And he gets outside the pocket and scrambles for a first down. Those are absolute backbreakers to a defense who's trying to get off the football field. The Ravens get third down conversions at 42% of the time on offense. The 49ers need to get that under 40% if they want to successfully uh, win this football game. So that's going to be one of the key goals. And making sure Lamar Jackson is in the pocket is important. But that can't be the only thing that you do. Uh, Lamar Jackson has now proven that he can win from the pocket. And so listen to what Nick Bosa says about their approach uh, to Lamar Jackson and how they plan on getting after him. Um, just uh, taking him out of his comfort zone, uh, taking the space out of his run game stuff, and he's their top rusher. So, yeah, just making him uncomfortable in the pass game, getting not rushing scared, um, not trying to mirror like we did sometimes against some of the other mobile guys, but um, getting on him and, and wrapping, him, wrapping him up so he can't break tackles. It's going to be different. Uh, this isn't going to be the same approach you have for Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts, and we know even their approaches were different. Each week presents just different obstacles. Yeah, mobile quarterbacks, normally you want to just keep them in the pocket and try to make them win from there. And he talked about the fact, hey, we're not just going to be mirroring these guys. Or we're not going to be mirroring Lamar Jackson. That's what they did to Jalen Hurts. They mirrored him because they knew if they got any sort of pressure on him, he would drop his eyes and stop looking down the field to throw the ball. That's not who Lamar Jackson is. So what Nick Bosa is saying is, hey, we can't rush scared. We got to go get this guy. And we know that he might uh, get outside the pocket, but we got to try to prevent that from happening. And when he's running the football, we got to take away his space. We can't allow this guy to have free space to be able to make things happen in the in the run game. Uh, it's, it's exactly what you have to do. We talk about details coming from Steve Wilkes. Make sure we're detailed and disciplined. The discipline portion happens to be a lot, of, lot to do with the pass rush late integrity. So you've got to rush aggressively, but you can't rush crazy. So when he's saying you can't rush scared, he means you can't go a slow rush and let Lamar beat you from the pocket. But you also can't rush crazy either. If you start flying up the field too far, you're going to create lanes for him to be able to squeeze out and run. If you lose your pass rush lane integrity in the middle of the field, he could take off the field upfield. So knowing that you want to put pressure on him is the main goal, but you also have to have all four guys rushing together. It's very important for the 49ers to have a unison-type pass rush. You can get that interior defensive line to get nice push up the middle, and then you can get edge defenders that are getting around the corner without going too deep. What you do is you collapse the pocket on top of the quarterback. You look at the most of Lamar Jackson's sacks this season, it's when the pocket has collapsed around him. Usually teams have employed a fifth pass rusher. By bringing a fifth guy, a lot of times you take away an extra area in which he would be able to run. You overwhelm them a little bit. You put more pressure on Lamar to get rid of the football quickly or take a sack. And just watching the film that I've watched of Lamar, he tries to get rid of the football last second sometimes and puts the ball into harm's way, whether that's through interceptions or just balls that end up going out as fumbles or bad passes. So, yes, putting pressure on Lamar is a key in this football game because you can't just let him sit in the pocket and diagnose what's going on. 
With all things, though, he's better in the pocket than out. Because if he gets out and he's able to extend the play, he might be able to beat you down the field. So you can see the approach from the 49ers pass rush. Got to be going hard. You got you can't rush scared. Got to be disciplined. You got to take the space out of it, out of what he's doing in the run game. Think about what you're talking about with Steve Wilkes. He's talking discipline, eyes on, communication, uh, going over what you're supposed to do. And now let's listen to Fred Warner, uh, the captain of the defense, as he talks about Lamar Jackson and what are the struggles with him and how he's just he's just not a pocket passer. And he, or, I mean, just not a guy that can get outside. Uh, but now he's a pocket passer. You can't just let him sit there and pick you apart. Yeah, I think that's what where he's progressed the most, honestly, is just when he is running, yeah, he can hurt you with his legs, but he can also hurt you by running to then look down the field and throw an explosive pass on you, you know, that sort of thing. And him being more uh, aware of wanting to stay in, the, stay in the pocket and deliver the football to his receivers, his playmakers, uh, you know, so you can't just sit there and say, hey, just hold him in the pocket. Don't let him get loose. You hold him in the pocket and you don't apply pressure, then he's going to hit you deep. So... That's where it's like we got to be on top of every little detail going into this week. Not just a, hey, keep him in the pocket uh, because he could beat you from there too. So the understanding of what they're going to do, and you hear him talk about details as well. Details, discipline, it is radiating through. You're listening to different parts of the defense talk about it from the defensive coordinator, and his message has radiated through, right, to of the captains on defense with Bosa and Warner understand discipline and detail is going to be a part of this, that it's not just about uh, keeping him in the pocket, but putting pressure on. We heard him, both of them say, you can't just let him win in the pocket. You can't rush scared. You have to go get him because he can create from the pocket. And if he gets outside the pocket, he can extend. So it's a double-edged sword. You keep him in the pocket or do you, uh, you know, just try to prevent him from getting out by going rushing hardcore after him. It's going to be a give and take. But the key thing here is that the 49ers have a detailed plan on how they're going to do it. It's a different plan than what they employed in 2019 and something unique that Steve Wilkes has come up with. All the players feel very confident in their game plan. They're going to try to limit his effectiveness in the run game because he is the number one rusher on their football team, all the while limiting his effectiveness in the pocket, but trying to get after him in the pocket and not allow him out. That's one of the keys. They're not going to try to funnel him. They're not going to try to get him to roll one way or the other. It's not like Jalen Hurts where they're okay with him running to the outside or Kyler Murray where they're okay with him stepping up. They want to put pressure on him. They want to make him feel uncomfortable. They want to take away his first and second read, and they want to be very detailed and discipline-oriented. All eyes on Lamar. Making sure you do that and making sure everyone accounts for him when it's their responsibility to do so. You can't miss in this game. You can't leave opportunities for Lamar Jackson to make an explosive play. Whether that's with his legs, it's with his mind, or with his, it's with his arm, you have to make sure you make him uncomfortable in the pocket, uncomfortable outside the pocket, and uncomfortable with what he's seeing in the secondary. If you do that, you have an opportunity to slow him down. Can you stop Lamar Jackson? I don't think you could stop him. But I think you could slow him down enough that your offense is able to get enough done and win and score points and win the game against the Ravens. But it's going to start with all eyes on. Whether you're Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw at linebacker, you're Tashawn Gibson, you're Diomedor Lenore and the secondary, or you're Nick Bosa, Chase Young, and this defensive line. The role is clear. Your responsibilities are clear. Be disciplined. Be disruptive. Put pressure on. 
and make sure that you get Lamar Jackson to the ground wherever he's at. No missed tackles this week and no missed opportunities for sacks or turnovers is the key for the 49ers to win this game. Thanks so much for watching. Like and subscribe. Subscriptions are going up. I appreciate everyone that's getting me close to 5K. I really appreciate you all. Audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Of course, daily uploads on YouTube and all audio platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Uh, thanks for listening to everything that I put out. You guys truly are the best. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Hope you guys will have a Merry Christmas and enjoy the game. And of course, the game reaction show will be available on Tuesday. So I'm not going to go live on Christmas Day. I'm going to enjoy time with my family. I hope you all will do so as well. But we'll get right back to it on Tuesday and talk about this great game between the 49ers and Baltimore Ravens. And who knows? Maybe we'll start looking ahead to the Commanders at some point. But I have a feeling that this one is going to be felt for a while as the 49ers uh, are going to possibly win a big game against the Baltimore Ravens. So everyone have a really good holiday season. Have a Merry Christmas. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.